0: Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of the One Football podcast. I'm Matt Froelich. I'm Dan Burke. And today we're joined by a special guest in former Manchester City, Chelsea, QPR, New York Red Bulls, and England winger Sean Wright Phillips. Welcome, Sean. Very excited to have you here in Berlin at the One Football HQ.
1: And it's your birthday today. You are 39 today, I believe.
2: Yes, see, you you got it right, you know how to to work it. I said to myself, when I get to 40, I'm going to start counting backwards and that's basically why I'm 39 today. There we go. You're still just a young kid breaking through into Man City's first
1: team as far as I'm concerned anyway. Yeah, just with a belly though. I've got a belly (laughs) now, there's a big difference. So yeah, you are, you are here as part of Manchester City's global trophy tour in Berlin. You've brought this beautiful specimen of a trophy. It is a wonderful looking thing, especially with those those blue and white ribbons on there. I think we've got to make sure that they stay on there, haven't we?
2: They'd definitely be staying on there. We don't yeah. I haven't got a problem or I'm not even worried about that at the slightest.
1: <laughs> and it says Manchester City, Manchester City, Liverpool. Don't remember them winning it. No sign of Tottenham on there, though, Matt. I don't think there's any Damn, sign of that. I'm not going to take this abuse on the podcast. We've got that out
0: yeah. of the way early. Yeah. Yeah. We've got that yeah. out of the way early. Okay. That's your one. So, so, someone said hit.
1: earlier this is as close as Tottenham are ever going to get. No, they said <laughs> one football has got more trophies than Tottenham today. That's oh, what I actually okay, said. Yeah, which is, today. Uh, you know,
0: we do redo this, end <laughs> of season. we do redo this and we'll see,
1: yeah? Yeah, we will see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got we've got plenty to talk to you about today, Sean. We want to start by looking back at your career at City and, and going right back to the very beginning. Now, you did actually start out at Nottingham Forest, but you, you left Nottingham Forest uh, because they rejected you for because you were too small. Is that right?
2: Um, yeah, it was um, Paul Hart and Steve Wigley. They basically, after saying to the family that he's, he's going to get, I'm going to get a YTS contract. When it came to signing it, I had left and gone back on the train with my family. And then I got the phone call basically saying, I was too small and not good enough, yeah. not what they wanted.
1: How did that feel at the time?
2: Quick reality check, to be honest yeah. with you. That was my first, I'd say, real mental challenge within the, within the sport.
1: You would have been how old then, like 15, 16? Yeah, 15, yeah. 16.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you kind of, it's one of those, you kind of have to take it on the chin. It could have gone either way. It could have gone me just not bothering to try again or me doing basically what I did, and I just kind of tried to use it that negative side of it, and prove to them it doesn't matter how basically small, yeah. you are, you can do what you want. Do you think football's changed since then? Do you think like the game is viewed a bit
1: differently? The terms of, like the physicality is a bit different now, and sort of smaller players are now,
2: you know, a, a bigger deal in football, and it's not you'd have to be some big burly bloke. When I was coming through, the players that were playing at, at well, the, in the men's time at that time, it that was players like Onsworth for Everton, who was yeah. like. A monster, effectively, yeah. you know what I mean. So the rhino they
1: used to call him. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: he was he was like a bit, very big guy. But I grew up at, when I was like a baby playing with kids four years older than me, and massive compared to me. And grew up getting kicked. So to me, the the height never really bothered me.
1: Yeah. Who do you think did more for sort of tricky diminutive players, you or Lionel Messi?
2: Judy elkin hey,
0: well,
1: Great answer. Great answer. That was a great
0: answer. I, I always think, you, if you were to come through these days, do you think your position would slightly change somewhat? Because I feel like a a tricky winger would maybe be on the left, kind of cutting inside, and that might have changed your your position?
2: No, I don't I don't think it would have. Like I played on the left a few times. I think what it would have done is that I wouldn't have had to defend as much as I did. <laughs> as, um, I think a lot of attackers, especially in the four three, three or four two three one system, the the attackers are a lot higher than most presses. Defence start higher rather than when they get over the halfway line.
0: Yeah. And did you say, was this Paul Hart later of Portsmouth fame? Is yes. is.
2: And a Steve Wiggley that came to Man City at a point as well and was assistant coach. Were you
0: still there at that
2: point? Yes, yeah, I, I was, was. going to say, did
0: you, of like, did you kind of bump into them later in your career Like told you
2: um, Steve Wiggley a lot, um, but Robbie Fowler and Steve Mack took care of that for me. I didn't have to get involved. <laughs> they did all the banter for me. I just laughed at it. Oh, okay,
0: that must be nice inside,
2: though. You're like, yeah, I showed them. No, I never really did it to prove anybody wrong. To be honest with you, I just enjoyed playing football, and I just wasn't going to let anybody tell me that I can't yeah. make it or I wasn't good enough.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: it was uh, it was
1: Joe Royal who gave you your debut at City, if I'm not
2: mistaken. I remember you
1: coming on as a sub once in those massive shorts. Pull bow away. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> But it was yeah. uh, I think it was Kevin Keegan who sort of brought out the best of you in that first spell at City. Would you would you agree with that?
2: No, oh, Okay. to be honest with you. Um, I would have to say it was more Joel Rod than Kevin Keegan. Because oh, okay. I don't... If you remember, there was a spell where Kevin Keegan wasn't playing me. Mm. Didn't play me for a while because he basically said I was too small to play right wing back because of the balls coming in at the back there, post. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. There you go. So it took like half a season for him to play me and that was down to a lot to do with the fans and the media that kept asking why am I not playing and then he played me and then it just didn't, then I played after that to be honest.
1: What what would you say was your breakout season at City? Because I always think of that one in the the Division 1 season when we got promoted when, you know, Ail Burkovich, Ali Banabi, and all that. But that was, maybe there's a year after for you, was that?
2: I think, I think it was my actual first full season. I think it would have been where I didn't score a goal but I was coming close. I thought that kind of showed people in a way and, who I was and what I was capable of. Although I didn't score a goal, they, I, was da- I tried to be dangerous all the time. So I think for me, it was my very first full season.
1: And what would you say is your best sort of memory of that first spell at City, your best
2: moment? I honestly have to say. Um, you know, my first goal, to be honest with you. Like I said, it took me a year to score. And the, the time that I actually scored, it was at Millwall. And we never had no city fans there because remember, of because yeah. of obvious reasons, so you yeah, I'd yeah. to say that, that, that day.
1: And that was a big rivalry at that time as well, City and Millwall, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes.
2: But, it's is really? massive. Yeah, really we used to massive. have a big rivalry. Yeah, the, it was a oh. massive rivalry. <laughs> we were
0: talking there like two thousand, right? Yeah, yeah, so well, like maybe two thousand yeah, yeah. around that time.
1: It yeah. was really big rivalry. Yeah.
0: I always just assume that every team just gets a bit annoyed heading to Millwall but they it's like there's a specific rivalry <laughs> oh my god is that tough to deal with though when you get there is it proper because wait that was the old den then wasn't it
2: yeah 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 so yeah. the
0: new one so it was really good atmosphere
2: well it was only it was all Millwall weren't it because City fans <laughs> were yeah. banned yeah. sort of thing so it was interesting but um, yeah as I say that I think that was an important step especially in my career
0: Oh, wait, so you scored your first goal without City fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I that's a bit... Darwin you know, be uh,
1: clapping yeah, for the yeah. away end. yeah. yeah. Empty away end, yeah. I thought you were going to say your goal against United in the 4-1 was your... Was that, was that your favourite goal that you scored for City, would you say? No, my favourite goal was um,
2: against Arsenal at Highbury. That was a stunner, yeah. Yeah. I think that more so because of the family connection and... Obviously dad was there and my brother got on a pitch for that game as well. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was more around that sort of stuff. Did you grow up supporting Arsenal then? No, I didn't support anyone. Oh, really? Just followed whoever Dad played for. And yeah. whatever kit I got, you got <laughs> yeah. as a kid. You know when so you are a kid and you get at one point. <laughs> no, I was too old then. I turned that one down.
0: <laughs> oh god, yeah.
2: What <laughs> what did he say after the goal at Highbury? He just laughed, to be honest with you. He would have been happy if we'd like if I'd scored and we had lost four one or something yeah. like that, but we didn't, we draw And for me, like, when that happened, that was kind of, like, the turning point for City in general. Like, we started picking up points against teams that we wasn't picking them up from, like, the big so-called five. And then since then, City has just gone onwards and upwards.
1: Yeah, I remember some other amazing goals that you scored in that first spell at City. There was one Southampton at home where you sort of... In the rain, turned and just yeah. lashed it in. Uh, Charlton at home,
2: I remember that one. I don't was think it? I can kick the ball that far anymore. <laughs> uh,
1: I remember you nutmegging Paul goals at Old Trafford as well. Yeah, that was yeah. a great goal, only a consolation. That was of the game, my first derby goal, actually. That yeah. yeah, and uh, and I think Matt remembers uh, a good goal of yours as well in the uh, the Tottenham four three
0: game. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that was. <laughs> That's, I don't think I'll ever forget that. That was the first time where I was like, football doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> like, it was it was 10 men as well. Oh, why the yeah, best yeah. team won on the day? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I was thinking, like, this, this can't... I remember watching at home thinking, three no up, half-time, against 10 men. Like, it's cool, we're fine. Like, just literally, football didn't make sense from that point onwards. <laughs> so I've learned to expect the unexpected. Because when John Macken scored that winner, I was yep. like, I can't believe this is happening. Oh, oh, that must have been an amazing word. game to
2: play in. No, it was. It was... It was weird because um, I think at White Hart Lane, there was a theory that if you stay in the game the first 20 minutes, Spurs dip after that and they drop from where they started to a little bit un- un- underneath it. And we was all in the mind frame as not to concede an early goal. Well, of course, that didn't happen. Ledley
0: King scored <laughs> about two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't so of
2: course, <laughs> that didn't happen. And then it got to 3-0 and I'm like thinking, oh, my God. And then the whistle goes, and it's, we're thinking it's a chance to get us together, have a talk. And then I turn around, and Joey's getting, getting shown the red card. <laughs> so now it's like, oh, it's just got worse. And we just, do you know what? We just got together and said, you know what? If we score one goal, the game is going to change. Score that one goal. We said we can get another one. Got the other one. And we said we got them here. And we just went for it.
0: Oh, honestly, that little bit of uh, advice for a travelling team staying at for the first twenty is so timeless. It annoys me. I feel like it's relevant today as it was like two thousand and three, whatever that, that what was. They say oh, yeah. oh, there's always so much that comes out against playing away at Spurs, <laughs> like like Roy Keane going, "It's just Spurs."
1: Well, that's it. there's only one thing more potent than typical City, and that's Spursiness in it. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what happened that night. I was dealing with it for so, so long, it surprised surprise me that you think
0: staying at the first twenty, and even when you didn't, you still won. Yeah, oh. unbelievable. But I, I do remember have, I have to say, Sean, I did watch your goal back in that game. It was offside. The, offside.
2: AR yeah. the AR, AR would have gave it offside. Really? Are you glad yeah. that you didn't have to play in the VAR uh, area? You- yeah, because it, it takes too much natural emotions away from the game. I think, there, obviously, there's a lot of money on the line, so I understand why they've brought it in. But at the end of the day, the, the nat- natural emotions involved in a game, like I actually miss it, mm-hmm. like the arguments about decisions. Because we would have sat here debating yeah. that goal... Or you go to the pub, you have a disagreement yeah. with your friend. All that's kind of like gone. Now you go to the pub and have a disagreement about VAR. Right? Yeah. do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So boring. Yeah. Yeah, where yeah. you shouldn't make a mistake with VAR because it's it's a computer, effectively. You're just sitting yeah. there looking at some lines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. The game's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. <laughs>
0: All them old emotional moments, nothing. Yeah. Can you imagine the oh we'll get onto it later, the the final day. But that with VAR wouldn't we will. Yeah. Taking everything away from it Now in 2005 You left City To join Chelsea
1: uh, I probably shouldn't Admit this But I Especially because I was 18 at the time But I cried When you left
2: City That first you shouldn't time have been, You shouldn't admit it
1: <laughs> Not at 18 crying I <laughs> thought you might like, I thought you was going to say 14 or something I thought you might Take this opportunity To apologise But <laughs> I can't apologise It
2: wasn't my fault It all the club The club decided That wasn't No. Um, yeah, do well, you know well, what It was going through your head When that, that transfer was going I think on. it was possibly The hardest moment in my life Yeah Because I was Young In my head, I was like, I would say like a naive kid, I thought you can just play for one club for like the whole of your life. But I suppose when you do as well as I was at that specific time, other teams want you. Mm -hmm. And depending on, say, your club situation, whatever it may be, they might have to sell you. And that's basically what happened, which I didn't find out until a year later, which was the reason. So I didn't want to leave at the time. So it was a very tough decision for me. Yeah.
1: But I've forgiven you anyway because you did come back. And that was that was a great. I was at your second debut Sunderland away, scored twice. that was a great day. Yeah, what was it like coming back to City? Was that an easy decision for you to make at the time?
2: Yes, because I said in a press conference and I said in a few interviews before I said I would come back one more time before I retired. Obviously, it came around earlier than expected, but I did say I would come back. So. It, came, it all happened quite quickly though I think there was a conversation to do with the, obviously the World Cup coming up and stuff like that and I needed to be playing week in week out to obviously get myself on that plane and there was a few other clubs interested at the time and then my agent phoned me at the time and was like uh, Mark Hughes wants you to come back and I was like what back to City? He said yeah I said alright just get it done now then. Like I didn't think about it, and then the next day I was at the training ground, and yeah. like as if so, I would never left in Carrington, and we just kind of just got on with it. I trained Thursday, a little bit Friday because Friday is obviously the lightest session, and I just assumed that's done, and I was gonna just go back to London get my stuff, move it up to, um, and then Sparky said to me, and uh, Mark Hughes said, "Are you all right to travel?" Right? I'm like, yeah, why not? He said, "Do you think you're fit enough to play?" Obviously I'm going to say yeah because I wanted to play. I said yeah. And then after that, the rest is history. Dream
1: second debut. I remember travelling down to that game and someone said, we've signed a player called Pablo Zabaleta. And I was like, who's that? uh, Zabaleta. He turned out to be all right. (laughs) 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 Had City changed much in the time you were away,
2: do you think? Um, I'd say business-minded and to help the expansion of the club and the global success, I would say yes, massively. But I'd say internally... Um, no, even the new staff they brought in is just like one big happy family. Mm. Like everybody's on the same level. They always try to help each other, and it's been like that from the day I signed when I was sixteen.
1: Yeah, because you, and you didn't sign for the city of now, did you? When you came
2: back, that was just before it was the forty-eight out. hours yeah. before. Should exactly, have left yeah. it a bit later. Shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. we should I? The transfer window was two days. I didn't. There was rumors about it, but I didn't. It wouldn't have really made. Any difference, to be honest with you. With me, I was always already going back anywhere at some point, given the chance. I'm Sean, you were part of that City team that won the FA Cup in 2011,
1: the first trophy in 35 years. But a year later, when City won that for the first time, you were, well, you've got 93-20 on your jacket there, but you were playing for the opposition that day. That must have been a really strange day
2: for you. I've <laughs> had this conversation so many times. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was strange because I think the time that it happened, there was me, obviously Joey Barton, Nader Manuha. Three players that had come through the City Academy, played for the City first team. And now we're in a position that can effectively mess up City winning that first title. Nadem, lifelong City fan, been a ball boy and everything. Joey just has City in his heart. And I obviously, before that time, had become a City fan as well. And I was like, we just have to hold MD professional. Because I think at the the end of the day, our life was on the line as well. It's like we lose we're going down to the championship. We don't want to go to the championship. And it was just so much of like a coincidence that we just happened to be in this position. And then when we got there and we was leading, because we went there with every intention to win, we was obviously leading the game and it was all in our control. And I think now I look back at at that time, I think it was more of the occasion that the City players like were all overwhelmed with it. And after that first goal, then they just, kicked into gear to back to what they was doing through the rest of the season and the change was like I think it was something like 10 minutes going going from like 2-0 up to like 3-2 down (laughs) and I think that just showed the quality they had especially in those attacking areas You must have been able to hear Mancini
1: going nuts at the City
2: players that day as well because that would have been your wing wouldn't it? It would I didn't really care about him to be honest with you <laughs> i just realized we had stayed up yeah, so yeah. it was at that time it was win-win especially for like people like me and Adam that support city it was a win-win we stayed up city won the league so it worked out the perfect day
1: but you didn't know when aguero scored that you were safe did you
2: i did oh because i got told by the um, the coaches right but um that still wouldn't have made a difference because yeah. we did still try to stop him to be honest with you. And it was almost like if J-Loy takes his time at that throw-in, bearing in mind we're away from home against the best team in the league at that time, take your time with the throw-in. And if anything, throw it that way. He's thrown it in. We've lost the ball. And where else was
0: but You must have fought the temptation not to join in the celebrations.
2: I watched it down the tunnel before we left. The the manager allowed me to watch it for a bit. So I saw the players lift it and stuff like that.
0: Oh, okay. I was going to say like, inside the tunnel, you'd be like, "Oh, well done, boys," and stuff like that. You're not going to run out with them, obviously.
2: Imagine yeah. that, I me mean, running around with QPR shirts on. Marseille <laughs> pretty much
1: did
2: that, didn't he? He was fucking
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah. I do remember this. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Wow, that's well, funny. Wait, what, what's the connection there? Are they Marseille, but just know, French, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Just mates, yeah.
1: Funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've been uh, You've been retired for a few years now, Sean. Do you
2: miss playing? Yeah, you're always going to miss it. It's, well, it's been my everything for every day for, what, the past 20 years? So it's only normal you miss it. I just knew, and I was already had the mind frame from a kid that it doesn't last long. And I came to terms with that pretty early. And I think after my last operation in America, I've done my rehab. And in a way, I think City helped me retire a lot easier because... They asked me to do a job while I was doing my rehab, and I said, yeah, no problem. And then from that job, they just carried on doing stuff, mm. and then I went into working with the Premier League. So the transition was quite smooth. There was a time where I was in Arizona just living life and enjoying sun and yeah. hanging out and stuff. But like in, in general, like City helped me gap that bridge. I didn't really have much time to not do nothing or think about, oh, what am I going to do here? I just hit the ground Working already. Is
0: is there anything that you feel even comes close to replicating that match day feeling? Because I remember reading an interview recently, I think it was Neil Warnock who retired recently, and he said absolutely nothing will ever beat that Saturday morning, the adrenaline, the buzz, and he just said he'll never find anything that
2: compares to it night out with the boys i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't i understand what he's saying and i can agree with him to a point but i just think is it just depends because you might just find something else that you love that has a similar feeling but it's just different so i, I wouldn't necessarily say there's nothing compared to it but i i do understand it there, The feeling's always going to be different. I don't think there will be a feeling like that Mm. ever. That's for sure.
1: I asked another ex-player that question once and they said, I miss playing, but I don't miss training. See, I didn't mind
2: training. (laughs) Yeah, actually, apart from pre-season. I hated (laughs) (laughs) pre-season. But um, in general, I didn't mind training. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Right. We'll move on then
0: to some current football topics as we've just discussed post-career. I want to get your view on some things. Firstly, this Manchester City team, what have you made to their start of the season? Do you expect
2: them to, to go on and win the Premier League again? I expect them to win the Premier League before the kick-off <laughs> of the season, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just think overall, I just think with the depth they got and the calibre of players that come on and the t- within the team rotation, I think that's set up to win it because they've been through it before. I think they, we've seen them win 13 games back-to-back. And we've seen them under serious pressure from Liverpool who are doing as good as they are and they keep doing better than Liverpool. So for me, they, they know what they're getting into and them drawing and dropping points. And I remember at the time we was 3-0 down at 2-0 or 3-0 down at St. James's Park. come away with a draw and I said to people when I done work after, I said, you know what, this is going to be a massive point for City. And then you watch them go and smoke spurs the other day, do you know what I mean? And they... What Spurs. You know, it's them getting the whooping out of their yeah, head. Yeah, oh, yeah. they like. yeah, okay. <laughs> like, narrowly 1 2 1. Yeah, well, in the first 45 minutes, they do you know what I mean? They, yeah, yeah. And that's at Spurs' place. So I think those results there to see City come back at places, St. James's Park is a hard place and a lot mm. of people will struggle there, especially this year, kind of set them up. I think it gave them a little bit of reality check. Then they kicked on again. Then obviously, the result against Liverpool where I didn't think personally it was a fair result. I thought a draw would have yeah. been a fair result yeah. for both teams. I thought they both missed chances. But obviously, you leave Sullivan with that much space, he will score goals. Yeah. It's just normal. So, And then they bounce back from that again. And normally when they take a loss, they bounce back and they go on a win like 10 games in a row. I don't see Arsenal doing it. And Arsenal already dropped points on that weekend, this weekend just gone. So longevity, I... I don't think Arsenal can do what Liverpool did to City.
0: Do, do you think that's the only realistic challenger then, Arsenal?
2: I would say, yeah, I think yeah. everybody has to respect what Arteta has done and what his team are doing right now. Um, they've, been, they've been outstanding. They've been unbelievable, to be mm. honest with you. But I don't think City lose that game against Southampton. Not mm. at a time like this, because effectively it's, it's two half of a seasons. All they needed to do was stay top till the World Cup then they get a break and yeah. then it's like a hard reset and you go again whereas they they didn't and now effectively City they, they will drop points again I think before that whereas I don't think City will drop points in the next five games What's your dad been saying about Arsenal does he it? He doesn't it? shut up like, I can't <laughs> wait for City just to go on top of league because I'll be texting him straight away yeah. i say who's on top now <laughs> but um, yeah he's, he's loving it I think but he also knows City's going to win the league he's not one of those Arsenal fans that they're at the top, Arsenal going to win a league, he yeah. gets it, but he understands Arsenal are flying, but he knows at the minute there's not many teams that, if City play the way they play, can knock heads with them. And I don't think Liverpool are that team of last season. I think the closest yeah. thing to City right now is Arsenal. So I think we have to respect that.
0: Indeed. Um, so City's recent dominance, what do you think that says about the Premier League and how much of it is down to Pep Guardiola?
2: I think it shows how hard the Premier League actually is to be honest with you I think everyone beats everyone which is well City rarely lose but I mean in general <laughs> everybody beats everybody yeah. so and it's something that don't happen if you look at some of the other leagues the teams that are at the top normally dominate for years and years yeah, yeah. to come whereas I don't it's only been two years and even then Le- Man City are neck and neck with Liverpool now there's Arsenal in the picture not sure what Chelsea's going to do Spurs we can see them tailing off already and we're only, mm-hmm. what, nine, ten games into the season. So they're obviously going <laughs> straight here, man. We weren't
0: even talking about Spurs. <laughs> <first. laughs>
2: so, I, I don't know. Now, I just think with Pep, he's evolved the game. And I just felt like all managers that are knocking around at the top, the only ones that have stuck with him is the ones that have evolved their game as well. So, and next year come up, we'll think, right, so Pep's going to do this. All the teams suss it out. He will just move one player like 10 yards somewhere completely different Mm. and City will kick on again and play a completely different way. And that's what's so great about the City team. He's got so many players that can play in so many different positions that affect the game in so many different ways. And I think Cancelo is like the perfect person to talk about when it comes to that because he's a fullback that creates more chances than any attacker in the Premier League. Like that's just for me is insane. If I was an attacker in that team and... My fullback was doing that, I'd be so depressed. <laughs> I, I would definitely be doing afters or extras after training yeah. because I wouldn't want to accept that. I was
1: going to say, do you wish you played under Pep? But you technically did play under him, but uh, Vincent Company's testimonial wasn't he the
2: manager? Yeah, but right? that doesn't count. I not <laughs> played football for a year and a half that game. And did he have did the tactics board out and did all, did all my that? My <laughs> he came to me before the game and he was like, Sean, do you think you can play 90 minutes? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can play 90 minutes. First five minutes, my hamstring was tight. Oh, <laughs> so, oh no. I haven't played for a year and a half yeah. since my operation. Yeah. But um, I redeemed myself as Soccerator. So that was all right. Oh, yeah, that was right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and have you been surprised by Erling
0: Haaland's form this season? Do you think he could, play, he could be the player that finally delivers the Champions League as
2: well? Um, I wouldn't say I haven't been surprised his performance what i have been surprised with is how quick he hit the ground running i think um i knew he was always going to score goals because he's always scored goals wherever he's gone and then you're coming into a team like manchester city that create what 16 plus chances every single game it's it's almost like they were made for each other mm. because he doesn't need to want the ball. He doesn't need to touch the ball all the time because he knows at, at any given time the ball's going to be in the box for him to score goals and I think you saw that in the first Community Shield game. Um, before they had even gelled or had an understanding, three times he could have been clean through against Liverpool's high line. Just got blocked out. Yeah. And so you could see they was building a relationship already. And I think what's outstanding about him is his patience to not want the ball. Because most players, if they're not getting the ball for like five, ten minutes, they go searching. They drop deeper and deeper and deeper. Whereas he's like... It's not, not a problem yeah, for me. Yeah. I'll just wait until I get the ball in a box and put it in the back of the net. <laughs> and that's I just think that's that I admire him for that.
1: If you could pick one player from the current city squad that you would have loved to have played with, would it be Kevin De Bruyne or oh, Kevin? He would slip some nice balls through for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne, yeah,
2: definitely him. He's he's a genius, isn't he? Yeah. Really, I think people just look at his passing and what he does and his goals and stuff. I think if you see the the dirty work he does on the other side like all the pressing the amount of times you see him set the press off is unreal
1: Mm, Here's one for
2: you because you did play with David Silva Is De Bruyne better than Silva? Completely different players Fair enough (laughs) 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 They are No, they are are completely different players I think um, David Silva he's just I used to call him Merlin he was just a magician like you couldn't get the ball off him I remember me and Jolian having a conversation when he first signed it's like i this guy it's like look how little he is he's like, it's like he's like the same size as you I was like yeah interesting like, let's. Just, anyway let's see as soon as we gave, as soon as he got the ball the first touch in training we, were like, we looked at each other and said yeah, yeah this kid's a magician <laughs> can't get the ball from him like he and up. whereas Kevin De Bruyne is more of a driver with the ball and those passes he sees from anywhere he's more like a quarterback any sort of thing yeah.
0: so, so, because he's the same height, does that mean Forrest would have turned silver down as well at that time? Yes, yes <laughs> basically, and Messi as well.
2: Messi <laughs> 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 as well. <What>? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Unbelievable. Do, do you think I was going to say? Is it almost testament to De Bruyne's genius then that he plays with so many other strikers? Because it, it seems to me, I can imagine him thinking, watching a few videos of Haaland, thinking this is what he likes to do. So I'm going to make sure I can be the one to provide those balls in the game. Because he's played with so many different strikers. What is it, seven, eight years now at City? Like you, you've got it's to only learn with, how to play up front with a lot of different guys. He's only
2: effectively played with one other striker, is he? Because City ain't had any strikers. Yeah. It's only Kevin Agu- yeah, but there's Con- all, Aguero. It's all it serves. But there was it's a lot of served. mix,
0: right? Phone, Sterling, everyone moving around. Yeah, but the they're not strikers, three. though, are
2: they? That's what I mean. Yeah. Like strikers mentality is completely different to like wingers. You could put any winger up there, mm. but it would never have that. Same mentality as a hurling or a surge. Yeah, of, yeah, uh, yeah. Gabriel right? Jesus they, is the they, closest they can. Yeah, and really. he was a winner as well. So, yeah. But he played, he played with Rom, he? you saw what he did with Rom. I think it was the Euros where Rom scored all those goals. Mm. Yeah, and they yeah, just yeah. came short of winning it. And to a degree, there's a little bit of Haaland's similarity because they both like to go yeah. to stretch play. So I think he had that understanding. Kev's just a footballer, isn't he? he just his football IQ is just way yeah, up yeah. there. He just seems to know what every player needs and wants on the pitch when it comes to him passing the ball to them. Yeah, yeah. And that's what. It, and he's not scared to try it. And I think that's the key thing with him. Doesn't matter what stage of the game it is. If he sees a pass in his head, he's just going to try it. Whereas some people shy away from it. He doesn't shy away from anything. He risks, risks the ball.
0: I remember them being quite a few people saying, oh, Haaland might not work in the City team, blah, blah, blah. The very first game, was it the second goal against West Ham? De Bruyne slipped the ball in it. The... That was it. One pass has shut everybody up. Just the perfectly weighted pass and finish. And everyone's like, all right, well, there goes my theory about Haaland not fitting in or this, that and the other. Oh, absolutely ridiculous. Um, we've also got the World Cup, though, coming up next month. Talk about some international
2: football. Do you think England can win it? I think they have the players, especially in attack to win it I think we've got problems in the area I would say of defence I think Maguire we know is going to start for England but then we know we haven't been playing for what the best part of all the season yeah. running up to the tournament so you have to ask yourself is he going to be fit enough is he going to be match ready is he mentally going to be in the right space to do it so there's going to be a lot of like negativity in those areas but in general I think If we attack the way the players we have in the England squad attack for their clubs, we're going to cause a lot of teams' problems. And for us, it'd just be a matter of keeping clean sheets and taking chances, which would be with anybody anyway. But I think we we have got a good enough chance to win it.
0: Would you go a bit more attacking them from the off instead of five defenders?
2: Yeah, 100%. I think it would be better for the fans. I think... If you lose and you give it a go and keep power, England fans on the edge of the seats where they're cheering, oh, nearly, yeah. you'll be better off. If you go defensive and you get knocked out, England fans, we know what they like. They're going to get they're gonna get angry and agitated because they'll be saying the same thing you just said to me. Why not just go for it? Yeah, yeah. If you're going to lose, at least try and lose the right way. Well, so, so they thing? got
1: all the way to the final of that Euros and it was still disappointing because they still felt like they didn't really give it they
2: they a shot after the goal. Yeah, right? yeah no. but, that, but that's, oh, that's yeah. my point and that's because. Whether Southgate said it or whether the players decided to do it on a pitch, we will we'll never actually know. But it just seemed like after that goal, they just got deeper and deeper. If you invite pressure on to you at an international level with the quality there is there, you will eventually get punished.
0: And with this particular World Cup, how, do you, how would you feel about playing a World Cup middle of the season, like with the, with the schedule?
2: Weird. I think it would be really, really weird because it was almost like you'd have to come well you're coming back and mentally it would be so tough if you get knocked out early or you get to the final and lose there's going to be a little backlash and I think that's going to be the hardest challenge for the managers around the Premier League is to lift those players out that slump if they haven't won it because let's be real it's going to be the majority of the players in the Premier League that are going to come back in that headspace so um, that's going to be the hardest part I think for them is just to slot back into oh we're in the middle of the season, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. But um, in general, it's it's just strange, to be honest. Yeah, it's very strange.
0: I feel like this. What is it? One week, between the
2: final and the the Premier League uh, starting, yeah, the it's like Boxing Day again. Yeah, it? but it I thought is. four days that's after, good, after is the oh, Carabao, Carabao. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's the main. That's the real quiz. <laughs> that's yeah. what I mean. You <laughs> <laughs> so go back in
0: time for that Carabao game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't go partying and missing it if you
0: win. <laughs> Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. Right,
1: we're going to have a little bit of fun now, Sean. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a quiz for you here now. Oh, this is, my this God. Is Wait, I'm so I'm <laughs> <laughs> this is your specialist subject. I'm bad at quizzes. This is your specialist subject because it's about you. So you should, you should know every answer to this, but... 100% I'm going to get you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, some of the numbers in here are provided by a rival website to ours. So if you think they're wrong, take it up with them. It's not our fault. So <laughs> I'll just get that out of the way, first of all. So first question, who was the opposition when you made your first ever appearance for City?
2: what do you mean first ever appearance does that mean like a friendly first game first can yeah. be a friendly game or competitive competitive yeah Port Val the answer I
1: got is Burnley didn't you come on as a sub against Burnley came League on up? as a sub
2: against Port Val right that was also the rival company yeah, that that's yeah right. I came on I came on against Port Val that was like right, my first I remember Port Vale, yeah. But yeah, because I-, I got ripped shorts.
1: Yeah, it said, it said Burnley on this site, so I'm going to have words with them when we've done you, with
0: it. You said friendly as well. Who's your first friendly then?
2: Um, testimonial game against Man United. Oh, I, I remember think, that. Old Trafford, yeah. For
0: who?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly Manchester City. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, your first ever non-competitive game? My first ever appearance yeah. in the first team was against Manchester United in the oh, testimonial. God. Oh, my God.
1: Well... There's that one out of the way yeah, there. Yeah, wow. Uh, I, know, I know you know the answer to this one because you said it before. Who was your first City goal against? Oh, Millwall. There you go. Now, to the nearest million, this is a tough one. What, how much was spent on you in transfer fees in total during your career? I ain't got a clue. <laughs> Never really looked at price tags. Fair enough. So that Chelsea one didn't weigh, weigh heavy on you at the time? No, you didn't? Didn't really care about it. It was everybody else. I didn't have nothing to do yeah, with did it, did I really? Well, the answer is 42.53 million, apparently called a bargain,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be way more these days. It's really, yeah. just for inflation. There's yeah. a, a lot now yeah.
1: Uh Who was the opposition when you made your senior England debut? Ukraine. Correct. Uh, how many England caps did you get in total? I think 36. Correct. And this is a bit of a tricky one as well. How many goals did you score in total for club and
2: country combined? Don't know. But I know I scored more England goals than my dad or I had more caps. I know that <laughs> <man>. <laughs> um...
1: Yeah, actually don't know that. 71 is the answer I've got here, combined. 71 yeah. goals. Does
0: that seem too low? Or too no, low? that's
2: quite good considering I was right wing back yeah. half the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I still remember one of your England goals. I was, was telling down this story yesterday. Do you remember, um, I think it might have been your second England goal, you scored against Israel in a Euro qualifier at Wembley.
2: Um, yeah. The
0: new Wembley. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because I'm way too young to play at the old one.
0: (laughs) I'm thinking of me as a fan. I remember visiting the old one. But it was my first trip to the new Wembley. I remember you scored. um, We won 3-0. And as everyone kind of settled down after the goal, this guy stood up in front of me and was like, I love you, Sean. And he pulled out a betting slip from his pocket and started like kissing it. (laughs) And he obviously had you his first goal scorer. And it's always sticking in my head. It's like one one of the Sean White Phillips memories that I've always got in my head. Yeah, that was so funny that day. A while back. I think it was 2007. Yeah. I remember you, heard, you scored on your debut, didn't you? To Ukraine. Yeah. You scored the third goal, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. came on sub, didn't I, for Beck's. Oh, that's yeah. a good feeling. Yeah. Just coming on for Beckham, never mind scoring. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, right, we'll move on to a, a five-a-side team now. This is going to really, really test you. Um, right, a five-a-side team of best players that you played with during your career. But the catches. You can only pick one from each of the first five teams. So we'll go one from City, Chelsea, QPR, New York Red Bulls and England. Um, so we'll start with your keeper. Peter Check. Okay, that seems like a rather easy one. Was there anyone <laughs> even
2: close? No one even close. Yeah, Harty would have been close. I yeah, was going to say, I hope Joe Hart isn't watching yeah. this. Yeah, Joe Hart would have been he. close. Peter was, was unbelievable. Yeah, I was going to say. He made a big goal look small. So imagine him in a five-a-side goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: you really think about this, literally as well. <laughs> I did not even think about that. Okay, I mean, I guess we'll leave the tactic up. To yeah, you it's five-a-side,
1: to... so they can play anywhere. I guess, but no, uh... they can't. That's why
2: you lose your five-a-side <laughs> team. You lose this. That's why I lose five-a-side organization in there.
0: <laughs> so we, i guess you like Diamond or one one two Or 2 one, one Or whatever diamond, what I would go Diamond Okay so, so we'll start With the one defender Company Company Oh wait Should we go from Oh it could be one From each team right, Of course yeah. Okay so Check and goal Company That seems rather obvious As well to be fair David Silva's not getting Any five-a-side team, that is, so <laughs> But uh... I
2: haven't got to midfield yet I'm only on defense. Yeah but you've, you've, you've yeah. Used your City one now so One from each
0: team So you've got one From Chelsea Check One from City Company Nice change
2: it went too early didn't I yeah.
0: <laughs> and you, can, you, can't, you, can't put, you can't put yourself in there if you feel um, like it as no. well.
2: I'd never pick myself for anything <laughs> so I've got so now I have
0: to pick so you've got QPR England and CDG
2: and you've got Red Bulls Steven Gerrard England okay uh, a Delta Rap
0: oh oh my days what a baller I've ever seen his debut at Spurs and, and I was Maine like this Defoe. is ridiculous Jermaine Defoe,
1: De you're not going to say Bradley?
2: I don't need to pick my brother because he's <laughs> <it's> my brother. <laughs> yeah, oh Jermaine Defoe, yeah, That's yeah. a pretty good five. No, five I probably don't even have Defoe, can I? Because it's to England. Yeah, uh, for got a, got a second I thought he played Red for New York Bulls. Red
1: Bulls, but he didn't, did he? No. He was really? at Toronto, I think. Defoe.
2: Yeah, he was at what, Toronto mm-hmm. for the whole of two months, right? Correct.
1: Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got home soon. <laughs> so I guess you got to pick Bradley now, haven't yeah.
2: you? I have to pick him because he was the best in the MLS. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. yeah.
0: <laughs> the record goal scorer still Right, bruv,
2: I didn't want to pick you, <laughs> but I have to put you in there. <laughs> <Randy Rice. laughs>
0: Isn't that sweet? <laughs> oh God. That That's a pretty strong team, I would say. Yeah, that's some yeah. team. Very yeah. solid, bit of flair. Yeah. And a goal scorer up front. Yeah. So still one nothing. That's a that's a miss. That's a miss. We put that right. They'll
1: put it right in a few months. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna to finish today with a few quick fire questions for you. So two options, just pick the first thing that comes into your head, your preference. So first one, controversial one, Messi or Ronaldo. Messi. Not a controversial one. Okay. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's nice and easy. Before you even finish the question,
1: yeah. right. <laughs> I think I might know what you're gonna go for here. Haaland or Mbappe? Haaland Guardiola or Mourinho? I'd say Guardiola Premier League or Champions League Premier League you might hurt me with this one Manchester or London London yeah it. my mum's there. there
2: my mum's there isn't it? So <laughs> fair <laughs>
1: enough fair enough uh, Main Road or Etihad
2: <sighs> Main Road I have to say Main Road got to say Main Road Sean. yeah say main Road <laughs>
1: <laughs> club or country club and this last one this was Matt's one so I'll let him uh, go for this
0: oh, one. Oh yeah okay so, you're playing, you put in the perfect cross or through ball, it's the most magical assist. Who's going to finish it best? Your dad, Ian, your brother, Bradley, or your son, DiMaggio?
2: My dad, I have
0: to say. Yeah, my, okay. dad, my dad wins that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Elite finishing. That could uh, yeah, yeah. cause a bit it's of It's a celebration that comes
2: after it, why I said it. Oh, okay. yeah, The celebration is always something special. It? <laughs> <laughs> I always
0: remember with the, the Just Did It, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, nice. yeah, yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah.
1: Now, Sean, uh, because it is your birthday today and, uh, and no one leaves empty-handed, we have got a little gift for you, a little goodie bag of uh, one football gear, some nice little souvenirs for your time in Berlin, so enjoy that. Take it home with you. Tell I don't your think mates. They're
2: going to let me. We're back on the plane. I've got like two. <laughs> Go boys. We'll take this on the plane. We'll, 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 it's not going to fit in there. <laughs> you can squeeze Thank that in. I'm sure. Can't you? Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for joining us
1: on your birthday. Bringing this along with us, you've been a great sport. It's been really nice to have you here. Thank, Thank you, you, man. Happy birthday.
2: Enjoyed it.